episode 80. Yes, 80. Cherokee is rolling. I am Mick hanging out with us. Uh, the guy we're going to have we're gonna go a little bit here. We're going to go uh, to the Southwest and we're going to say hello to a guy who is from New Mexico. Mexico goes by the name of Brett Lincoln. How you doing there, Brett? Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How you doing, Mick? Hey, I'm, I opened my eyes and didn't see dirt. It's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, let's see here. I always take a stab at trying to remember the number you wore, uh, what the players wore. And I'm, I, I get it right every now and then. I've been on a bit of a hot streak as of late. I think I've gotten three out of the last four. And... Uh, Yours, I I think I remember. I think I remember. Was it was it seventeen? I think it was sixteen. It was sixteen. You're killing it. As, as well. Yeah, I think I think it was sixteen. I was, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I think I think it comes down to sixteen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so sixteen it was, and uh, you played. What seasons did you play in Toledo? Um, I I played oh. Four, I think oh, end of uh, end of oh three oh four, and a little bit of oh five oh six season. So <laughs> I bounce I bounce around a little bit. I went to uh, um, after Toledo. I went up to uh, uh, Saint Ignace uh, half, halfway through the season and played the junior program up there. And then when I came back down, uh, I got traded down to Columbus Stars. Uh, I played. A, I finished out the season of oh three oh four with them. And then I tried to get back with Toledo on 0405 and ended up getting back with them on 04 okay. with, with Toledo. All right. Well, we'll talk about all that as we go here. Um, yeah. I guess the thing I, I, I got to ask is, what in the heck is a kid from Española, New Mexico, doing playing hockey? <laughs> so, uh, long story, I got I got into it from my uncle. My uncle, was uh, he, he had uh, a lot to do with the Blackhawks out of Chicago. And so he called my dad one time and said, Hey, you got to get your kid in hockey. And I was about five years old. Um, we lit the only ice rink we had around was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so, uh, when we lived in Albuquerque a little bit, and then when we moved, we ended up having to drive about an hour and a half each day for practice down to, down to Albuquerque just to, to practice. And wow. that's, that was pretty much how I grew up doing it. Uh, towards, uh, Towards the end of high school, um, they ended up getting an ice rink in Santa Fe, which is still there, and it's still one of the best best ice rinks in New Mexico. It's a great facility, and uh, but yeah, every every time for practice, I have to drive about an hour and a half just to go down to Albuquerque to play on the the travel team. But holy, yeah, that's I got started with my uncle. So well, yeah, so blame him. <laughs> um, yeah. Now how. <laughs> How old were you when you started playing like organized? I mean, did you start like learn to skate or what? Did, how did you, how did that work? Yes. Yeah, I started learning to skate when I was about five. Um, that's when I really took the ice. And then I actually went to a junior game when they had a junior program down here. And, you know, I saw them kind of just hitting everybody and getting into fights. And I'm just like, yep, I want to do that. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> I was, I, I started just getting in all the programs and the programs weren't the best around here, but uh, you know, my dad was uh, helped out as much as he could getting me going. And, and they had a travel program that they got, got together. And I got in with that, uh, just kind of took off from there. Uh, it was, it was real lower level, uh, lower level hockey. 
And then my, my senior year, I got picked up by a triple A team in, in Denver. So I moved up to Denver my senior year uh, to go play with a triple A team up there. Cause obviously the hockey was a lot better and uh, kind of gave me my chance and opened the doors for me for the junior programs. And that's how I got with, uh, with Toledo. Well, okay. We're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, you know, take this a little bit, a little at a time here. Uh, I want to talk about when you first, I mean, my gosh, it's, it's tough enough with, kids nowadays whether it's through triple a or even juniors and stuff the younger guys that play at that level that uh you know you you travel you get you you learn to get used to the travel you get used to having to do a lot of or sacrifice a lot of things uh doing homework in the on the on the bus ride and things like that uh but to do i mean an hour and a half each way for practice um, when you're a kid, when you're first, when you're just first starting, what kind of, uh, did that even leave any, for any kind of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say social life, but you know what I mean? Where you're hanging out with your buds and yeah. in school. I mean, it, it, you know, it took a toll, but, uh, a lot of times I, I didn't really uh, notice it too much because I was always asleep and my, my dad or my mom was driving. So, um, I, a lot of times just crash out and, you know, wake up and we're at the rink. But as as I got older and I was able to drive myself, um, yeah, there was a little bit of a lack of social, um, but, you know, I still played football. I played baseball, but priority was, was hockey on that. So if I had hockey practice or football practice, you know, I I was going to hockey practice. You know, my, my school didn't really like that too much, but um, I didn't really care too much at the time. (laughs) because hockey was uh, was the life for me so uh, I enjoyed it and you know I, I still I, I had I still had weekends and and uh, other other down times and and uh, downtime with with friends from school but you know if we weren't traveling on weekends for hockey I was you know definitely hanging out with friends and stuff so now did it uh, was it hard to get homework done and stuff when you were back then um, I, it's funny. I was just talking about this with my sister the other day and I remember always staying up till about two, two o'clock in the morning, three, you know, three in the morning doing homework, you know, and I, I just, yeah, it, it was, I was, uh, I was a night owl anyway. So, um, uh, I got it done, but yeah, I, I late nights and, you know, I, I'd catch up on sleep in school, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I won't say anything other than I feel you on that one. <clears throat> But no, it was it was a good time. I was young, and I I look back at it now, and I'm like, man, how did, how was I able to to have no sleep and still function? But you know, being being a younger kid, definitely able to just get up and go. Oh man, I guess so. So now, yeah. um, uh, what? Tell me about the a little bit about the caliber of hockey back then, and tell me about your coaches. Um, so my my dad helped me coach a lot. Uh, he was he was always you know, participating in if he wasn't like trying to be the head coach or the assistant coach, because he was learning hockey as I was. Uh, he was, he was growing with me. He, he would do his research on stuff. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a huge, huge hockey fanatic now, uh, as with me, but he, he would, he was always there for me and he was, he was coaching me along the way, pushing me to, you know, do the best. And, uh, the caliber of hockey wasn't too good. Um, growing up. I mean, if you look at it compared to, to all the other states and, and places that, 
you know, have hockey. Uh, New Mexico is very, very, very low on, on the list of places to do it. And, uh, um, you know, you just got to work hard. And if you, if you work hard and push yourself, you know, anything's possible with it. And, you know, that's, that's what I strive to do. I just, you know, I love playing the sport and I love playing the game. So I kept pushing myself and trying to make myself better. You know, I, 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 I'm coaching now and just looking at, at how, how things were when we played compared to, you know, how things are today. It's totally changed. It's, it's a big difference, but um, the levels there, there's still kids that, you know, that I, I see every time. I'm like, man, this this kid needs to move out of the state and go somewhere else and play. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was fun. It's uh, definitely an experience. Um, we had we had times where we you know had very successful seasons, and there was times where you know we were just going out there and getting smoked <laughs> seven seven to one every game. Wow. It, it all depends on where we were going and where we were playing, but. You know, it was it was definitely a good time. We we go to Alaska growing up, and that was never fun. Uh, we we'd always get beat, and we went to Seattle a couple times and played Alaska and Canada teams, and they were just they. I mean, they would beat up on us really bad. You know, it's a totally totally different level of hockey. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Um, now, but I mean, just for. I mean, I re- th- those are primary. Were those primarily tournaments, or were those regular season? Like, as in, they were in your uh, in your league. So the the league that we had, uh, we never had actual games in New Mexico. It was it was all tournament play. So we'd either host a tournament, and people would come down to Albuquerque, and and we'd get Colorado, Arizona, California teams uh, that would come around. But other than that, that's all we played was just tournament tournament play so we would we'd go to these these other states where hockey is a pretty big big competitive sport for them and you know there was times we did good there was times we got smoked and uh, but it was all it was all great you know and uh just seeing the different caliber of teams and you know playing to their level just strive to you know to work harder and and be be better uh now um looking at it from man I, I, how long did that go on i mean was it all the way up through when you went to triple uh, a or uh pretty much so high school high school hockey didn't really um get start getting big until uh probably around my my freshman year is when the, the program for high school hockey started coming around um so that was probably back in uh, probably 98, 99, right around there is when high school hockey started coming up. But, um, again, the, the, the caliber of play was, was pretty, pretty bad. I mean, every half, half the high school teams, kids, you know, never stepped on the ice and, and played before. So, um, it, it, we had that, we had the travel program, which I played in down in Albuquerque and that was all tournament play. And that's all we did was, was travel to different states and play tournaments and then the high school program started picking up and um but again i mean we had we had a team out of santa fe and and where i grew up in espanola uh we didn't have a high school program so i would have to still go and travel to santa fe to play on that program but they didn't have it per school they kind of had it as a high school um santa fe high school team so all the local high schools would have that team and would be able to go to that um, we had, yeah, towns like Los Alamos, Taos, 
and Albuquerque, which actually had their school name and their school team. So you'd go to the local high schools and they would actually have a team on that. But Santa Fe was one of those oddballs that, you know, didn't have an actual high school. And then I was able to pick up and, and play on that team. Uh, I tried going to Los Alamos, which is the team I coach now, but they wouldn't let me play uh, because they were a peer team. They didn't want any, you know, implants coming from, you know, Espanola High School to, to come play with them. So they're like, yeah, no, you're not going to play with us. So I, I was able to get on with the Santa Fe team, which uh, was pretty funny because I would play a lot of my uh, my guys from other other programs, from the travel program, because they were on different high school teams. So it was a good time. Well, I mean, it got you prepped for what life was going to be like in, in juniors and AAA. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Especially the idea of playing against guys that you're used to playing with, you know. But yeah. uh, now, uh, what was you, – you said the caliber wasn't that good, but how many teams were in that, like, league when you guys were – when you finally got to that uh, high school level and you played for Santa Fe? So I played for Santa Fe. There was probably about – probably about 10, 10 high school teams um, within the state of New Mexico. And, uh, the funny thing about it is it, it didn't go lower than Albuquerque. So there was no Southern teams in, in that league. It was all, uh, Northern New Mexico hockey teams. So Albuquerque and higher is where, you know, everybody was playing from and Albuquerque definitely had the most cause you know, it's a, it's a lot bigger city. And so they probably had, you know, a dozen, uh, a dozen of the teams. And then Santa Fe had their own mixed combined team. And then there was Los Alamos and Taos that would play, but um, yeah, it was probably about ten teams, which, it, which isn't isn't a lot. Um, but again, for the state, it's you know, that was pretty good at at the time. So I was going to say, now is it has it gotten uh, bigger this at in the state? So the the state has has gotten better with hockey they're kind of they've they've seen it a lot more there's actually a junior team here in albuquerque um that's playing now um and they play in the nahl um so that's it's an actually pretty good program and i think one of the hardest things is is finding funding for it you know because it's it's not really a, a cheap sport to to do and compete and as an owner you gotta look at benefits and and you know what's gonna what's the benefit of having this hockey team and uh, Albuquerque lucked out when they got a great owner and hopefully that, uh, that continues the program for a while. Uh, I think this is going to be their second year, uh, second or third year, um, going into it. But we had, we had times in, we had a junior program come to Santa Fe, uh, the road runners, quite, yeah, the road runners, uh, a while back. And I actually helped coach, coach that team for uh, a couple of years and, uh, it was, it was a good program, but again, trying to get trying to get the support and uh um uh, the backing for it's kind of hard yeah but i remember it didn't uh, you, uh well in new mexico's i think it was Al albuquerque maybe uh that had a minor league pro team i think they were in like the in the whipple in the western professional hockey league yeah it was the scorpions and they were around for for quite a while yeah. it was new mexico scorpions on that yeah uh, I remember going to their games. It was good, but um, again, uh, it it kind of has its ups and downs with it. And I, I don't really know why they they folded and why they went under, but uh, they were around for quite a while. Yeah, um, and that was that was out of Albuquerque, right? 
That wasn't out of Santa Fe? Yeah. Okay. No, that was out of Albuquerque. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember if if there was a second team in 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 uh, in the in the Whipple. It was new. It was New Mexico, and I'm uh, out of Albuquerque. The uh, Scorpions. And I'm trying to remember who the heck else played out there. This is wild. Uh, this is like in the '90s, like early to early to mid to early yeah. '90s. This is like before you were even an idea. Yeah, I think it was. I think there was. They played a lot out of Texas, um, but I can't. I can't exactly uh, remember or recall who who they played with. I know they were like it was like the El Paso Rhinos, uh, the or whatever yeah. they were, um, and uh, then El Paso after they. Uh, they left El Paso. El Paso had a team in the in the three HL, which is like where we went to after the Central States League. It it got it morphed into the three HL, and that's when uh, uh, the guys at in the NAHL decided they needed to have uh, some sort of funding, uh, constant funding for their uh, for their league. So they uh, brought up the three HL, which. Uh, because that was us and they put they pulled us into it and we became the 3hl and basically it, it was like since we were tuition based it uh we were basically propping up the north american league with our dues all our dues yeah. and everything so um but i know that i mean there's a good strong history of hockey in the southwest that uh, people don't always remember or realize because it was so long ago, but yeah, um, but still, I mean, th- there there were some people in uh, uh, you, my gosh, I mean, I, I still that still blows my mind, man. An hour and a half each way every day to practice, yeah, oof, that oof, that's rough, but yeah, it was it was it was a good time. It's, but I mean, I look back at it now and. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I, I love doing it. I love growing up doing it. And, you know, it, it, it taught me, it taught me a lot of experiences growing up doing it. Yeah. Oh, I bet it did. Uh, now, uh, when did you, was it when you went to Denver that you finally uh, left home for the first time? Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I was looking at Shattuck St. Mary's prep school in, in Minnesota for a while when I was uh, a junior in high school and didn't really want to make that jump yet. Uh, and, and leave school, leave my friends and all that. But uh, my senior year came around and was like, yeah, if I, if I want to keep going, you know, I need to, I need to get on and move, move on with it. And so that's when I decided to go up to Denver, uh, got, got a good, uh, good look with uh, uh, the outlaws, AAA team and, and Denver outlaws. Um, so went up there, moved up there my senior year. I had a billet family that, you know, I got set up with, which that was the first uh, first time I got to experience a whole billet family and and uh, learn that route. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Uh, just the the level was totally different uh, growing from New Mexico hockey to a Triple A team in, in Denver, where we played all around the nation. You know, so it was uh, it was definitely a great experience. I mean, the the not only the the practices were totally different just i mean we did off off ice training which i never knew <laughs> we did anymore you know we didn't do any of that in new mexico you know, it was just basically you know get on the ice and um if you're doing something wrong we're gonna we're gonna skate you <laughs> and beautiful uh but yeah but up there the triple a program was was really well uh 
well organized and um, we did off ice training. We did on ice training. I mean, before we even stepped on the ice, we did, I think, about two weeks of dry land training, yes. which just uh, was, was a new experience to me and um, wasn't wasn't ready for that. But, you know, I was up to the challenge on it. And uh, I actually tore both my quads um, at the end of the two weeks. Ouch. And <laughs> yeah, at the same time. I mean, I, I, I remember we were running around and we were doing, uh, we were doing time trials and stuff. And I pulled my right one and I was trying to muscle through it. And by doing that, I caused the other one to go. And I just, I went down like a sack of potatoes. Oh my <laughs> face God. first. I, I was out. I was like, yep, I'm not, I can't move. I can't walk. This is not good. <laughs> but yeah. So, and, and honestly, my, my biggest worry was getting cut from the team. I, I, I was afraid they were going to, they were going to cut me and let me go for, for doing that. But, uh, they didn't. They, and, uh, you know, I recovered with a couple of weeks and, and back at it. That's so. funny. Um, now, yeah. I, man, I'm still trying to think about that. If you tried doing that in New Mech in New Mexico, they probably would have, you would have been an all state all-star, you know? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it would, it would have been great. I mean, just, but I mean, in uh, learning, learning what I did growing up, I, we try to, uh, I'm trying to incorporate that with the, with the coaching of the high school program that I'm with now, you know, so we've been actually doing a lot of dry land training and um, the pro, the high school program that, that I'm coaching, we have an outdoor rink. It's the only outdoor rink in New Mexico. And so our ice uh, lifespan doesn't work very well. <laughs> it's, Gee, imagine that. You know, we only have ice. Yeah, it's uh, so we, we we don't get ice until, you know, end of October sometimes. And so everybody's already ahead of us in the game, been on the ice. And um, so we do a lot of dry land work and, and to get the kids in shape and conditioning. Now, question with that. Do you have for an outdoor rink there? Is it a like a traditional, normal ice rink as far as the ice surface or is it the synthetic? Yeah, it's it's everything. Everything about it is is traditional with it. Uh, we have we have a cooling system, but it's still it doesn't it doesn't work too well when it, when it starts really heating up, and and so we only have we have probably it probably cuts our season short by about four months two two months in the beginning and two months at the end. Um, so there's times we've we've lost ice in in February and we can't really. Uh, continue our season so then we have to we have to go to santa fe and buy ice from santa fe because they have the indoor rink um just to keep our our season going and keep practice going so we try to do all our home games in the middle of the season when we actually have good ice and <clears throat> but i mean the downfall to that is is getting out there in the mornings and it's you know zero degrees out because we're it's right down in the canyon oh, that's not fun <laughs> oh so man some, yeah, someone so someone's trying to get going. yeah someone's gotta like <laughs> build you guys a barn there you know just build something that's like you know maybe a 2000 seat arena and just yeah we've been trying we've been pushing on it and uh los alamos is a pretty small community so trying to get everybody on board to to, to buy that uh facility in and, and get that going it's been a little rough well, I mean, you got, I mean, oh my gosh, that's, that's crazy. Not only just for you guys to play hockey, but I mean, you guys could do things like, you know, have uh, different events there, not just hockey and <clears throat> yeah, get some pro wrestling going there. 
anyway uh yeah some anything <laughs> now you guys uh when you play when you actually do play uh did you guys have any uh a decent crowd following uh we do uh it, it's pretty good uh it's a lot like high school program i mean a lot of a lot of the high school people come out and, and see it uh you know going going to the albuquerque going to santa Fe, crowd base is always pretty consistent with it um and we've had some we've had some good turnouts with it it's it's pretty good we've we've really brought the organization up and we've actually turned around uh, pretty good and you know we, we have a couple state titles under us which you know in, in new mexico is is pretty big for for high school you know and, but i mean you put you put our our state champs against you know the state champs of colorado or somebody like that you know colorado's probably gonna win but you know it's just a level of hockey on that is totally different so yeah well it's understandable though i mean there's but see on well, the other hand too you got to realize that in a lot of these states these different states they have multi-tier levels of hockey so you know certain high schools play yeah. at certain levels so you know that way you know uh they're not going to be uh butchered by the upper end high level teams of giant schools you know the smaller schools playing yeah. smaller schools, etc. So you can do that uh, in 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 state a lot of other states. Where with you guys, you guys got just a robust, uh, healthy maybe what dozen dozen and a half teams in the whole state. So you you yeah. know you can't can't afford that. And, I mean, look, look at the the base of of how all that works too. Is is um, I mean prime example when I left my senior year, I left my my high school. Um, we had a graduating class of 30 and when I moved to Denver, we had a graduating class of 500. Oh, <laughs> so uh, it, it's totally different, you know, uh, this, the size of the schools and, uh, it plays a huge part in that as well. Yep, exactly. That's how, and that's how they do it. They'll put them in different conferences so that they can, uh, yeah. they can compete against similar schools if they can. Uh, but, uh, in, in, I was going to say, man, that's, that still makes what you guys do there impressive. Because the fact that you're doing it yeah. with limited numbers and limited facilities, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, we, we've expanded quite a bit, too. We are actually we play uh, with some Texas teams in our high school league, and we actually play with some Colorado teams. We have Durango and Telluride in our conference now. Just because it's a lot, lot shorter drive for them to come to us. Uh, than it is to travel amongst them their states as well. So, uh, and they're smaller schools, you know, Telluride and Del uh, Durango. So, well, and and you got and, and plus, you know, everything's big in Texas. So for them to go all the way to Dallas, <laughs> oof, not fun. Yeah, a lot closer to you. So now, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about when uh, you were in Denver. Um, what? Uh, who coached you and uh, wh what was it like being coached up there versus the way you were being coached up in New Mexico? Um, I think it just had to do with, uh, I mean, the coaching was great. I mean, the, they actually had uh, experience with hockey. So they, they knew a lot of it. A lot of times in New Mexico, it's just parents that are, that are stepping up to, you know, help out and say, Oh yeah, I want to, I want to help my kid and, and do that. But they have no knowledge of, of hockey um going to going to denver was uh um totally different the the coaching staff had um backgrounds in hockey and one of them uh 
I can't remember his name right offhand. Uh, but he, he played, uh, I think he played for Minnesota, uh, D1 um, college out there. And then uh, Brad Buteau was, was, the, was the head coach and, or GM, and he, he played pro. Um, so he, he had, he had knowledge all the way up to, to the pro level on that. So, um, that, I think that totally, you know, has something to do with, with how, how people are, are taught and, and raised and coached, uh, especially in New Mexico. A lot of, a lot of parents and, and the coaches don't have that, that knowledge of hockey. I mean, all they do is, you know, they watch a game on, on TV and, you know, that's basically it, but they've never really experienced it. They've never played, they've never been on the ice and, um, so that, that kind of helped me out, uh, a lot, gave me a lot more knowledge. And, uh, you know, I worked my butt off trying to, you know, just trying to step up because my biggest fear was just, I was from New Mexico. I didn't, I didn't have the, the skill level or the knowledge of all these other guys. So, um, I just didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a huge, huge, uh, huge thing for me. It was just keep pushing myself and just keep striving and working hard for it. That was, and that was your big motivator. That started off. Yeah. So it was, it was a good, good chance, good opportunity. I mean, I remember I was, I was probably running about seven miles a day yeah, doing dry land and then ice, ice, uh, practice sessions just to keep going. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just didn't want to fail. That was, that was one of the biggest things for me. It was a huge opportunity and, um, that I knew I was the low end on, on the totem pole for, for being picked up. So I just wanted to prove myself and just keep pushing. Now, were you a, a, a defensive person there? Or did you play defense or were you on the upfront? Yeah, I was, I was defense my whole, my whole career growing up. Uh, uh, even, even in Denver. Um, yeah. Uh, defense all the way through. Okay. So, um, now you're in you're in Denver. Tell me about uh, that whole your whole experience with billeting. I mean, did that uh, ever? I mean, how hard was it to basically you're you're having to uh, live under a new set of rules, or at least just the idea of you know you're used to your folks their rules and the way you were brought up, and then you have to go. You're basically going from a southwestern culture to a mountain culture. Uh, what was, was there any big differences or did, was it pretty, pretty similar? It was pretty similar. And I don't know why my bill family did it. And I, I think I was the only one that they took in, but they had four boys of their own already. Wow. Uh, so bringing, yeah, bringing, bringing me in, uh, uh, it was, they, I don't know why they wanted another boy running around the house, but, uh, it, it was good. It was a good experience. Uh, the, they had the same, uh, a kid that was the same age as me and played on the same team. So, um, I think that's one of the reasons they, they did it. And, um, so we came in and, and he was a senior, I was a senior. Uh, so that kind of helped out a lot. And he, he kind of showed me the ropes of everything, you know, how the town worked. I mean, just going to Denver from, you know, from Espanol was huge. I mean, I had to learn all the streets and how everything worked. And that was the first time living in a big city. And, oh man, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, they uh, they brought me in, and uh, it, nothing really changed too much. It, they were just like, you know, just don't do anything crazy, don't be don't be stupid, don't get in trouble, and you know, it was it worked out good. So mm -hmm, good. Um, now, 
after that year in Denver, what? Wow, that's that's quite a jump to uh, head east and uh, play hockey. Uh, tell me how that all transpired. Yeah. So I did a lot of uh, a lot of camps. I did a lot of uh, I did the Chicago Showcase. Um, I, I, I continued to do that through, through high school. Um, I did that camp. I just went to, I, you know, it opened a lot of doors to just my knowledge of, of hockey, you know, that, that there was whole junior programs out there and, you know, this is how they function. This is how they did things. So, um, I went to a lot of junior A camps. I went to a lot of junior B camps, just tryouts all around. And actually where I got noticed from Chicago or was, I was, I was in Chicago and, um, the Toledo uh, scouts were there and that's where they, they saw me was doing uh, a showcase at, in Chicago. Uh, coach came up to me. I, I can't remember who it was, but they, they started talking to me about it. Uh, you know, Sidney Crosby was there. He was at the same showcase. So he was, he was a big highlight of it. Um, everybody already knew what was going on with him though. He was, you know, pretty much the next, uh, next upcoming star. Um, and even even when I was playing uh, AAA, uh, we played against Chadwick St. Mary's, and we were able to play against him. Uh, we played him, and Parisi, I think, was on his team. And so we got to play against him. Couple, um, couple. Well, yeah, that's, that's basically how I got picked up by Toledo. Okay. So, I mean, man, a couple future NHLers there. But that isn't the last time you crossed yeah. paths with the future NHLer. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. No. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit here. So, uh, so Toledo, did they draft you, or did uh, they give you a call to come to camp, or what? Yeah, they they drafted me. Uh, uh, he he gave me the whole letter, and I was still living out uh, out in Denver with my billet family, uh, going into the summer a little bit. And uh, I got the letter and got the call for him, and he's just like, "Yeah, we want to, you know, make sure that you you want to use this and." And I, I said, yeah, I, I'm, I'll jump on board right away. That, that's huge experience, you know, just to keep going. Um, so uh, after my senior year, yeah, I signed the contract with them, uh, moved out to Toledo, went out for the camp as well, uh, and just started checking everything out, seeing how, you know, it, that was the furthest, furthest east I've ever gone. So it was, it was awesome for me. Now, uh, who did you bill it with when you got here? Oh man, um, her, her the lady's name was Cherie. I can't remember her last name. And uh, okay, um, she was <laughs> she was a singer, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was a a singer. She uh, she did a lot of music stuff. I can't remember her last name at all right now. Uh, Let's put it this way: she never but, went. Uh, by, she never used her last name. Uh, she even when she would do okay, performances yeah. and stuff. It was that it was just her first name and that was it. And she used to sing the national anthem at our games a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had she had a, a, a son and a girl. Um, she, she had two kids, um, pretty young. And um, again, that was kind of you know it was kind of different experience for me. Um, going into another billet family in a different state. Yeah. Um, just how, how all that works. I mean, I try to talk about, yeah, I lived with a different family and I had a billet family and people, people around here are like, what is that? <laughs> like, that's, it's totally, totally weird to them, you know, but in the hockey community, it's a to totally normal thing. Yeah. They don't, yeah. They, they have to run to their, their Google and search uh billet. What is a billet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, 
So when you got here, um, did you play the year that we were in Monroe? Or I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Monroe, Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trying to remember. I, I don't. I, yeah, it was. Uh, I know they had they had the Junior A program as well running out of that facility. Um, and then shortly after that, I think their the Junior A program moved. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure yeah, on that. That was but. that was at the Ice House. Because uh, yeah. we went from Monroe to the Ice House, and at the Ice House is when it was the Cherokee, and then the Pittsburgh For- Forge were had just won a national championship, and then they moved the team from Pittsburgh to Toledo, and they were the Toledo Ice Diggers, and then and then and then another junior team, uh, AAU team, uh, I think they were. Anyway, um, they were the Continental Elite League, and they came. Okay, so yeah. we had three junior teams running out of one rink, and so the Ice Diggers, the North American League team, moved up to Alpena, Michigan. So they, yeah, they moved up there, and then the I don't know what happened to the Wolf Pack. I don't know if they folded or they moved somewhere. I think they moved to like. Uh, yeah, it was the Wolf Pack that was that was there when when I was playing. Yep, and so uh, they had moved up to I think like uh, Jackson, Michigan, or Brownstown or something. I don't remember. Anyway, um, but tell me about when you first came to Toledo. What was it like when you went into that locker room? Here's a kid from New Mexico, uh, a kid who didn't have as a similar hockey background as uh, most of these guys. Uh, and you walk in there, and what went through your mind? Oh man, it, I mean, it was an actual locker room. <laughs> you know, uh, we walk in, and we had cubbies, and I've never even had a cubby before in my hockey in my hockey locker room. You know, it's it's basically uh, New Mexico. It's trying to cram uh, 20, 20 hockey bags into a. 10 by 10 space, you know, so walking in the locker room in Toledo was, uh, just, just the whole, uh, atmosphere of it was, was awesome. Uh, you know, wood cubbies, carpet floor, you know, had speaker system, you know, for, for listening to music. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. You know, it, yeah, it was, it was really cool walking in and just seeing that for the first time. How long did it take you to get used to having your own stall, you know, and, and looking there going, this is yeah. nice. It was great. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, like I, like I could keep my stuff here. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, nobody's gonna mess with it. Nobody's gonna steal it. Nobody's gonna take it home. <laughs> yep. So that, that was actually really funny. But uh, yeah, it uh, it was awesome. I remember uh, I had I I was kind of in the corner, I, I believe, and it was I was kind of right next to the sound system that we had in there, and uh, um, it was like a corner. It was on the right side of the corner, I believe, if I remember right. But yeah, that was that was awesome. It, it was great. Now, uh, you know, and it's funny because you got to remember prior to that, you know, we were in in Monroe, and before that, we were out in Sylvania at a place called Tam O'Shanner. And the reason we moved was twofold. Uh, number one, we couldn't get a favorable schedule. Uh, because the uh, there weren't that many sheets of ice back then that people could play out of, and there were the high school teams took priority in Sylvania, 
you know, they had two, their two high school teams there, Northview and Southview, and they took priority. And then also they had St. Francis, uh, a couple of the Catholic uh, high schools in there. And so they, you know, they took priority for the locker rooms. And so the team, the players would always have to bring their bags with them into, even for practice, they had to bring their bags and, and uh, use one of the little travel rooms. And, you know, then when they get done, they'd shower, whatever, get dressed and take all their gear and take it back out to their car, take it home. And uh, so they didn't get to uh, always, you know, they didn't have a a room, a rink or a locker room of their own. So when, so so they moved to Monroe, but uh, that was a whole bunch of hassles in and of itself, not necessarily for Monroe, but from the, the league, because there you have your yeah. you know in terms of distance to another franchise operation uh mm-hmm. in the league that it caused yeah. a couple issues there so they ended up uh the uh, some of the guys that fixed up uh the the group of investors bought the old ice house fixed it up and brought toledo back and we were and they were anch- yeah. anchor tenant so um it was really nice you know to have you know a place to call your own and yeah, you know, and and they did it. It was really uh, pretty cool, you know. And anyway, so you you go in there, and you hey, you got your own stall. Um, now, do you remember anything about your first season playing? What it was like? Were you nervous your first game? Were you like, what am I doing here? Type of thing. Yeah, um, definitely uh, real nervous. Um, going into it, and um, I was—I played defense, and I was—I was, I was kind of heavy hitter. And so I loved loved the contact, loved all that. Um, was never really, uh, never really got into a lot of fights, and you know that's, uh, that's something I had, that kind of came around and came natural to me. And so I started doing a lot of fighting in juniors, which was, which was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, it was it was just crazy. The whole atmosphere was different. You know, the crowd base was different. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, having, having 50 people in the stands was, you know, a big, a big deal. And, you know, playing out there, there was a lot more than that. So that was, that was pretty cool. We, we got, uh, we, we were televised a couple times. Uh, that was, that was really interesting. You know, just the whole, you know, we had radio guys, which, you know, I never, I never had a radio guy. So I mean, you, you doing the announcements and all that was just totally different for me. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, do you remember? Uh, did you have any any point production in that first season? Did you were you able to score any goals? Yeah, I had I had a couple. Uh, I can't remember right offhand, um, you know what they were, but uh, I had a lot of assists. But as far as far as goals, not not too many. Um, playing playing on the point, you know, I had I had those those one-timers and all that stuff going, but, um, more assists than anything. Um, but right offhand, I can't remember how many I had, what the point mm-hmm. points base were. But uh, now do you remember your first fight? Um, yeah, actually I do. Uh, I can't, I can't remember who it was against. It was against a guy from, uh, from Illinois. I think it was from Peoria. He was six, six. He was a big dude. Um, and I remember getting into it with him, and it was about 
five minutes and 10 seconds left in the third. And you can't fight under five. And they they were beating us. I think it was like three to one, something like that. And he was just running his mouth the whole game, the whole game, just just running. And I just had enough of it. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand by and let's let this guy run his mouth. And, and I remember I lined up with him. I squared off and the coach yelled at me. He was like, no, cause he had no idea like what was going to happen. He thought I was going to get my butt kicked pretty good, but I actually mangled up the guy pretty good. <laughs> so, you, you, and, and you discovered it, a it, new it, talent was born. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was, I was impressed myself and was, I thought I was going to get worked over pretty good, but I wasn't going to let a guy, you know, bad mouth our team the whole the whole game and not get away with it. So mm-hmm. now <laughs> that's pretty funny. It is. Uh, now, uh, who was your uh, who who did you play with that first year? Who was your defense partner? Um, um, AJ Jensen, <laughs> and I I still I still talk to him to this day. I still call him. Uh, still talk to him here and there. Um, but yeah, he was he was my D partner. Um. Let's see who else was there. Phil was there. Um, Ralph. I know you did. Yep, Phil Ralph. I, I played with him. Um, I mean, the main ones that step out was Ben Kitzmiller, Phil uh, Jensen, and there, there's Tim. Tim, I can't remember his last Warner. name. Warner. I think it was Tim. There was Tim Warner was there, and um, I think there was Tim H. Tim H. Uh, oh, Tim Hurst. Uh, is it Hurst? No. Well, there was a Tim oh, Hurst back then. Might, yeah, it might have been. Was it like Higgins or something oh, like well, that? Oh, that's Tom Higgins. Tommy. Tom Higgins. Tom Higgins. Yeah, uh, those were the, those were the guys I played with. Like uh, that, that stand out and basically come back, come back to me when I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Werner was like he was a he was a tall guy, tall lanky guy. Yeah. And uh yeah. he was from Monroe, Michigan. And uh mm-hmm. Tim Hurst was uh he was uh he was a stocky spark plug kind of a guy. He was probably about like six one, six two if I remember. And uh just uh he he didn't play there that long. He only played there like about maybe I think a couple of months, about half part of yeah. the season and stuff. And then Tommy Higgins, he's like six foot bazillion and uh yeah, he was a tall dude. Yeah, he had he he could he could beat people up with his knuckles, man. He, he was a tough hombre. He and he played up, but he played yeah. up front. He wasn't a defenseman that I remember. Um, he most of, I, he may have played some D, but he was mostly up front. And I think he played on the point. Yeah, he was a full- play. Yeah, I think. And I think Kits too. Kit, I think Ben was was a forward as yes. well. Um, and yeah, probably I, probably that. the most quiet nice polite unassuming kid you want to run into and then he took the ice <laughs> Oops. yeah so <laughs> that then, yeah. then, he, then he turned I, into ben nasty <laughs> yeah i remember me and him we i think we had gotten to a fight in practice and i gave him a black eye and it was right before our team photo <laughs> so he had a shiner team photo <laughs> beautiful <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good I'm one. I'm sure his his but. family appreciated that very much. <laughs> no, yeah. no, kids. He's like, thanks, man. I need to look like a hockey player. I need to toughen up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. Oh, that's but, funny. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt Opid. I remember Matt Opid. Yeah. There was. Um, yeah. yeah. Opie was from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a forward. Uh, yeah. I remember playing with him. Oh man. It's bringing back all kinds of memories thinking about that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Opie was, uh, Opie was a, a, a he was a, a short guy, but man, he was what he was. Uh, I'll paraphrase. He was a crap disturber. He, I mean, he, yeah. he got on your last nerve. And if you only had a couple to begin with, you, you, it was going to be a long night for you. And, uh, yeah, definitely. and he, yeah, he did. He would get, he knew how to get under people's skin. He was just really good at that. And, uh, yeah, for sure. He just, uh, he was, I mean, and he could put the puck in the net too, you know, to be fair and, uh, yeah. stuff, but he, yeah, he was just really good at that. I really, I really enjoyed watching him play actually, because he was just like one of those guys you rooted for because back then, Brett, I don't know if you remember, but back then the guys that most of the teams were looking for, they were looking for the big trees, the big six, two, six, three, six, four guys. And the guys that were, you know, yeah. below six foot and that were like, you know, the five sevens of the world, five, six, you know, those kids, they didn't very often give them a look. And, uh, yeah. and Matt wasn't that tall of a guy, but he played like it. And the, the, the shorter guys that played back then, you know, like Matt Opid, Kobe Peters, all those guys, they played without fear. I mean, they went in, you know, all out. They went all out into the corners, weren't afraid to mix it up with anybody, even if they were a foot taller than them. They didn't care. Yeah. And that's just how it was back then. I mean, you you really did. You had to. Uh, you had to bring your game if you were a smaller guy, and that's what those guys did. And now you played with Phil Rauk. I'm trying to remember who else was uh, back then. Um, uh, was Corey Abaglin, or was that later with you? Yep, Abaglin. I remember him. Uh, he he was on our team. I can't remember if that was the next season or if that was my first season. Um, I think it might have. I do remember playing. Yeah, I think it might have been later because him and Higgy came in together okay uh as far as yeah, uh, as far as the age, they aged out at the same time I, okay but um yeah I, I do remember playing with him he was around and then so i think that was my first i think that was the first season then okay um now i don't know if it was the first season or not but then uh, of course the the world of toledo got to know a little scrawny guy uh six you know, five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, who wore number six and went by the name of Bart Reeves. Bart Reeves, yeah, I know Bart Reeves. Great, great kid, man. I got into a fight with him too. <laughs> Is there anyone you didn't get into a fight with in practice? <laughs> you know, it's it was a good thing because we was, we used to just uh, just do it. Now it wasn't it wasn't like we had an issue or anything like that. It was just like. Hey, you want you want to get in a fight after practice? Well, yeah, sure, let's do it. You know, and uh, Bart, he was a tough he was a tough guy, man. For for being as small as he was, he was he was a scrapper. And, you know, he he was he was a good dude. Though. Yeah, I I remember Reeves uh, really well. Yeah, because his brother played there before he did. Brett was the goaltender, and he played there. Matter of fact, we just had him here just real recent here in our. Uh, uh, our last podcast uh, before this one was Brett and uh, Brett uh, is again, he, 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 he credits him and his other, their other brother uh, to, with uh, toughening up Bart 
to where, yeah. you know, to being able to, you know, uh, have him be where he, he, he went, which was that he was, uh, considered like the heavyweight champ, even though there was nothing heavy about him, <laughs> he had no, no weight about yeah. him. He barely qualified oh, for definitely. a lightweight or a flyweight. You know, that guy was small, but <laughs> yeah. by gosh, he could hit. Ooh, he could hit. Yo, he, he, he's one of the reasons why I never really liked fighting little guys is, you know, I, I would, I'll take a, a six, six guy over Bart Reeves any day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he was definitely a tough dude. Now, that was great. And you know, and what's funny is, is that um, I don't want to skip over any of this time with you in Toledo, but I remember, I think it was your last season, your, your last game in uh, we were in Peoria, I think for Herster cup or may have been St. We were playing St. Louis. I know that. And it was for the championship game. There was five Oh one on the clock. I'll never forget it. And you baited him and asked him, and he finally said, okay, a 16 year old guy, uh, or his first year anyway, of juniors and went by the name of Brandon Bolick. Yep. And I remember that. And and that was, he was, uh, he was one tough hombre even then. Yeah, he was. Holy cow. Yeah. And you, you, you held your own nicely with them. Uh, but everyone knows Brandon Bullock now is the guy who went on to win a Stanley cup with the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, still it's like the, the fact that, you know, it just, it, it's still, I still smile and laugh. Cause I remember you had like a, a, almost a pleading look on your face, but not like, Oh, please, please, please. But like, Oh, come on. I could, cause I was close enough. I could see it. And you had this like smirk on your face. You're like, come on. And, 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 and finally yeah. he, he relented and he's like, okay. And it was just the funniest looking thing. And then sure enough, you guys mixed it up and had a good bout. I mean, you both traded shot. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it was a good, it was a good go. I remember that. Yeah. That is too funny. That was. Does it? Yeah, we went. We went. Uh, we went to nationals that year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, and we we ran into him again there. Um, and uh, I think that that team we had Mike Maneri on that team. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and and funny story about him is he he would play in Colorado, and he played with a kid that I grew up playing with. Um, and they were best friends uh, playing. And I, I ended up uh, from like five five years old growing up with the kid. Uh, he ended up being Mike Maneri's roommate and, and playing with Mike Maneri. So they knew each other really well as well. Uh, I think they even went to Arizona uh, college together and, and all that. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, that was that was we went to we went to. Uh, to nationals that year and that's that's the year we had uh that goalie brawl in uh in the game i remember john, i remember you were talking about that yeah johnson <laughs> oh yep yeah so uh in in, in a, uh, we had him in the not too distant future i'm going to be having uh chris varga the head coach back then uh yeah he was the coach yeah. for that and I, i'm gonna ask him about that and we're gonna we're gonna have a few laughs because i still keep in touch with uh, pretty much i keep still keep in touch pretty close with omi 
uh, Varga, Ian Duncan, uh, trying to the the I uh, still from time to time come across Scott Searing, all the old coaches uh, that you know yeah. that, that were part of the charity. And, uh, you know, I still have good relationships with all of them. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, you know how it is in this in this business, you know, different people have different views of different people and things like that. So some of the guys that I really like in our friends are not necessarily that with yours, et cetera, and whatever. But I've always tried to keep a good relationship with all the players and with all the coaches I have because, you know, it's. I mean, we're we're grownups now, and it, to me, it's like life's too short to, yeah. to you know be trying to burn bridges or whatever. You know, it's like it's like high school. You know, yeah. you become you you do certain things in high school, and then when you're an adult, you're thinking, well, I, if I had the chance to think about it, I wouldn't have done that. You know, but you're in high school and you're immature yeah. and you you know whatever. You know, and you realize exactly. so when you see some of them people from high school, sometimes they still think of you in those terms of being of, of what you were in high school versus they don't realize that like you, they also matured and got older and realized, you know, maybe there are better decisions I can make, et cetera. You know, they don't, you know, that's yeah. kind of goofy. But uh, anyway, um, so you when you played in Toledo, uh, tell me what what it was like for you back then um did you i mean did did you when you came back you said you went up to St. Ignace uh what 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 uh what was the whole idea behind that what what made you want to go play up there um well one of the coaches uh there was our defensive coach um Kroll I think it Robbie was Kroll yep uh yeah he was he he was in touch with them and it was a junior a program up there in the um uh northern ontario um, wow. hockey league something like that and uh they had they had a spot open and they were looking and they they asked him they're like yeah we need somebody you know that's uh you know a bigger guy that you know can you know rough it up a little bit up there and so he came and talked to me he said hey yeah they they want to take a look at you so i went up there and and you know played for for them for a little while and uh, when I, I, I just wasn't really liking it up that, that far. Um, I wanted to go back. And uh, when I came back, I found out that they traded my rights to Columbus stars. Um, so I think they, and I think they were seeing that I, I wasn't going to come back. So they're like, Oh, well, let's try to make this uh, <laughs> work in our, our benefit for it. But I ended up coming back and they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep going down so, down the highway. You know, you, you can stop here to visit and say hi, yeah. but yeah, you got to keep going. Yeah. So, what was yeah, it like at yeah, Columbus? So, uh it was. It was. We weren't very good. I think we were the last, uh, the worst team in the league uh, that year. But uh, so that that was kind of rough. But you know, I, I was playing hockey. I didn't mind it. Uh, I was still doing my thing, and um, it was all right. You know, just. Playing away, the program was really nice. Uh, they they played out of that uh, facility down there, which is the huge arena that they had. Um, so that was pretty cool. The uh, Chiller um, Arena. I'm not sure what the name was. I think it was a fairgrounds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, arena. Yeah. Yeah. And that they uh, used to have a minor league hockey team called the Columbus Chill. Yeah. Played in the same league as the Toledo's minor league hockey team did back then. The Storm. 
uh, and they would play yeah. yeah out of chiller, and uh, that's where they that's where they would play their games. Yep. Yeah, I rem- yeah, that so that was pretty cool. I mean, playing in a, a big barn like that was was pretty exciting. Um, our last game uh, was against uh, Toledo, and I think Toledo was was number two in the league, I believe. Um, you know, and and I think you guys were moving on that 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 year to, um, and we we were pretty much done after that. But uh, I remember playing and. We, there was a scrum that happened or something like that. And uh, basically you grab a hold of the guy right next to you. And, and the guy I grabbed a hold of was, was Ben Kitzmiller, you know? And, <laughs> and <laughs> so we, we just kind of like grabbed each other, you know, tied up and we we're just kind of like chatting a little bit, you know, and uh, it was, it was pretty funny, but uh, I think we ended up tying that game. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. funny. Uh, uh, did you ask him yeah. if you wanted to, uh, did he want to get another black guy yeah. or? I was just like, hey, yeah, so are we going to do this or what? You know, <laughs> it's kind of, and we both kind of laughed about it. And, you know, and we, we didn't we didn't throw anything. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. Just kind of tying up. That, uh, that's right. Gonna tie up ben with, yeah. And so tell me about some of the guys that you remember playing with over that time. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, Mike Maneri. I think that was also back when you had guys like uh, – um, um what's his name from philadelphia uh mike uh chris i'm sorry there was it was chris uh oh man chris craft lansing no chris chris craft was before us um he i think he was a year before or two years before um i i remember chris craft though i think he, he ended up playing in uh in college up in michigan as well okay. um but uh yeah, we had a big team that year. I think, I mean, I think all of our players were, you know, big boys. I mean, everybody was over two hundred pounds on that team. Uh, was it was that back? I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Mike Marconi. Mike Marconi. No, that that's not ringing a bell. This, Mark Marconi. Uh, and there was also uh, Mario Macari. He played for a little bit with Mario us. Macari. He played with. I know he played with the same time Maneri was there. So, but Maneri, uh, it might have been after. So, um, yeah, ringing a bell. Okay. Um. Oh, Josh. So you said all the big guys. So that would be like, uh, oh God, Jared Siganuk and uh, and uh, Chris Lanciano. Yep. They were Chris Lanciano. Yeah, Chris Lanciano was 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 one of them. Um, Still, talk, I still keep in talk, contact with Chris uh, here and there. I think he just moved to Colorado, actually. Oh, really? Because um, he was out. Of, he was in Philadelphia. He was uh, on the force there for a long. Time. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I I don't know what what came up, but uh, I saw recently he's he moved to Colorado, I believe. So just something new, something just a just a change for him, I guess. Well, okay. Well, hey, good for him, man. That's awesome. I'm sure him and. Him and Jillian will be fine out there. They'll enjoy it. Um, now, because uh, yeah. I know uh, Maneri's out there too, isn't he? He's coaching out there. Um, I haven't I haven't heard from Maneri in a while. Um, the the uh, last time I heard he was he was in Arizona. Um, I think he was coaching in Arizona for a little bit. I'm not sure if he made his way back to Colorado or not. Um, but yeah, I he, was to him he was originally he was originally a Jersey boy. 
And, and the thing I yeah. the thing I remember about him was uh, his first year, his car had some issues or something or another, and he ended up winning our big fundraiser, the uh, reverse raffle we had. Yeah, and he won like I, I forget how much money it was. It was a lot. And he was like, he was like yeah. shaking like a, a schoolgirl. He just like, he couldn't even hardly talk. <laughs> he could hardly even talk. He was shaking. He was so nervous. He couldn't believe you won. And uh, he did. He, yeah. he won, he won the reverse raffle and he's like, I got to get my car fixed, you know, and stuff. And <laughs> I got to get my car fixed, you know, it's like, oh my God, that was too funny. <laughs> and uh, just definitely. definitely a cool guy though, man. Really, really liked him a lot. Um, I know. Yeah, he was. He was I remember he used to go sunbathing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> in Toledo? He'd always be tanning. <laughs> yeah. He's like year round, that guy would always be tanning. <laughs> night. That, uh, that explains yeah. that explains a lot about, about Maneri. But uh now who yeah. are some of the funnier guys that you remember uh back then when you played? Who do you remember any of the like funnier guys or the guys who like to pull pranks? I know a couple of them. Oh man, it's, it's hard to think. We were always joking around. I mean, there's there was always something happening, you know. So, uh, but yeah, right offhand, I can't think of anybody. You know, because I, 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 I still I still want to know who put um, icy hot in my jock strap one time. You know, that was that was not fun, but uh, I, I, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there was always there was always something on around <laughs> oh yeah the thing i remember was uh the, the year we went to nationals was that or is that that was in outside of philadelphia wasn't it um or no wait yours no, I think yours was, was in minnesota was minnesota yeah that was minnesota it was in minnesota yep because that's where yeah. that's where the fight happened the goalie fight was it yeah so, uh but it was the i think it was either the yeah it was the year after that the year after that we were in Philadelphia, suburban Philadelphia. Matter of fact, our hotel was in Delaware, but uh, we were right outside of Philadelphia, but it was in Pennsylvania there where the rink was anyway. And that was probably the year you were in St. Ignace slash Columbus, right? Um, the year after I was, I think I was done. I think I was, I was uh, done with hockey after that. When you guys went to the nationals out in Philly. Uh, okay. The, the the year we had the goalie fight nationals was my last year. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then, yeah. So then after that, um, heck, where was I? I think I was back in Colorado. Okay. At that time. Now it's funny because but, in Philadelphia, when I was in Philadelphia, I drove out there. I didn't ride the bus. And uh, Lanciano's defense partner. This also, uh, Lan uh, Lance is from Philly. Well, just across the line in New Jersey. <laughs> is where Jared was from. And he, and I always, I always used to tease Lancey on trying to get him to say Jared. And he couldn't, it was always Jared, Jared, Jared. You know, he had that Philly accent. <laughs> so he couldn't say Jared. He yeah. said Jared. But uh, I, I, I loved him. Man. Great kid. Great kid. Lancey on we, he could talk yeah. to the post. I mean, he could. And uh, yeah. I, I, uh, anyway, his defense partner that year, uh, Jared Siganuk, great kid, good looking kid, like six, three, six, four chiseled. I mean, chiseled. Uh, and anyway, yeah. tough as nails. Uh, anyhow, he, uh, a great, nice kid. 
and as big and intimidating as he looked, he was like not at all. He was like really polite. Anyway, on the ice was a different story. So anyway, we're um is that yeah. your little one? Yeah, that was my little one from running around. Hey, that's awesome, <laughs> man. Don't relax. This is a podcast where we're not trying to be, you know, uber professional here. We're try, we we have fun, yeah. you know. I've had other folks where they'll grab their their wife and talk to me and stuff, you know. So don't be afraid. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, Jared, uh, we went. On, I think we were at practice, and I came back out to my car, and he silly stringed my car. And, and I think Lanciano may or may not have had something to do with that and stuff. But I just told him, I'm like, you know what? I don't get mad. I get even. So just remember that. Yeah. And uh, it, so that's, you know, those guys. I think they, they played on the same, yeah, they played on the same team before they came to the Cherokee. I think it was. They knew each other out in uh, out in Philly or, or wherever it was. But Yeah, they uh, yeah, they played. And then I know Lance went on to, Lanciano went on to play up in Alpena. Uh, okay. I think because I think that's where he met his wife or something like that. I can't remember. But um, anyway, yeah. um, he was up in Alpena for a while. And uh, I don't know if he stayed up there or what. But then anyway, he eventually came back home to Philly and stuff. But uh, those guys are those guys are something else. Lanciano, I loved him because he could talk. I mean, I remember yeah. I remember one time we were on a bus ride back from like Peoria, either Peoria or St. Louis, one of the two. And it was a long bus ride. And he sat, he came over and sat next to me. And usually I sat by myself because I, you know, I, I was in between the coaches and the players. I was in the one, the one seat there yeah. that separated the two. I would sit there and just kind of mind my own business. Yeah. Lanciano comes over and sits and he starts talking to me about something. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I answered him back or whatever the question was. And he said, yeah, because, and then I think probably about five hours later, he was still going. <laughs> I did. I barely got in any words edgewise. Lanciato just uh, yeah. he just started going and going, and and I just absolutely loved that kid. Um, and, yeah. and, and 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 every once in a while, him because him and I think it was sitting had this little nasty habit of showing me some of the videos because they had videos on their phones at that point. And they had these nasty habits of showing me videos that they shouldn't have been showing me. Uh, <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I think it was you that showed me one on the bus of it was at a party. And I think um, I think uh, Lanciano was uh, he had a beer bong. And you and you <laughs> and you looked at me and went, Shh, you know. <laughs> and I I just I just smiled and just went all right all right I don't want to know that's all I said was I don't want to know and oh my god no we didn't we didn't do anything like that back then you were Come you on. were you were angelic I know you know yep I know never 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 said a crossword in your life but uh, um, yeah <clears throat> anyway uh. And, and of course, for the sake of legalities of this podcast, everyone in that video was over the age of twenty-one. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh -huh. they're just they uh -huh. were just very youthful looking and very short. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, 
anyway. <laughs> oh man, I completely forgot what it was. Anyway, so but uh talking about all that stuff, uh you know, you guys formed a pretty tight bond with that group. You guys were all pretty close. Um what was it like when you had to make uh make the adjustment from being a rookie at that point to coming back as a quote unquote grizzly veteran? Ah, <laughs> uh, I it was it wasn't too bad. I mean, everybody was pretty pretty good with it. I, um, we didn't really hound the the rookies too bad. Uh, my second year, it was. Uh, I know I sh- I got my head shaved my first year. Uh, that was one of the things that that they did to me as coming in as a rookie. But um, yeah, coming in as a as a vet, we, we didn't really mess with anybody too too bad. It was uh, we had you know. Um, there was no reason to, you know, it was kind of like everybody just kind of came in and we all just meshed really well. Um, we all got along really well. There wasn't, you know, any issues or anything like that that stood out. So, um, it was just a good, fun time. You know? mm-hmm. Now, you know, if there was issues that happened, we would settle it on the ice. Well, that's the way and that's it. how a lot of it happened. That's awesome. Now, when you finally finished up in Toledo, uh, your last game, uh, was there any kind of like, uh, I don't know, like sadness or, you know, were you bummed uh, about the fact that, wow, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of that. Um, There was, there was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of uh, like, what the heck am I going to do now? Kind of thing, you know, Um, because I had, I had no idea what, you know, what I was going to do after that. Um, and that was that was pretty rough. It was uh, you know it was kind of kind of nerve wracking. I didn't, I didn't you know all, my whole my whole life was playing hockey, and going up to that point, I always knew yeah the next year I was going to be playing hockey. And then uh, that last game came and uh, and went. And after that, I was just like, wow, you know what what's going to happen with me now? What am I going to do? I I had no idea. <laughs> it was it was uh, pretty crazy. So um, it was a long it was a long bus ride home. Um, coming back from from nationals, so it's just you know it, it was kind of you know just hit me like oh man now now what I just pack up and leave and go back home so yeah it was it was kind of nerve wracking on that point but uh, I I wasn't I wasn't too worried about it I just kind of was like okay well you know we'll go with the flow <laughs> yeah you know real life comes in and well hey I'll work you know so uh, yeah so uh, what did you end up doing after you left um i bounced around a little bit i, I went back to colorado uh, uh for a little bit uh, my my sisters were in college in, in uh in colorado and so i was like okay i could i could stay with them for a little bit um and then i ended up going back to uh new mexico and i started coaching uh the roadrunners uh, program I, I started helping out with them i was assistant coach with them for a while um i think about I think it was there for a year and then they ended up going to Topeka, Kansas. And I didn't really like Kansas too much because I got some speeding tickets going back and forth from uh, Michigan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had no intention to go back to Kansas. So I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to go with you guys. And uh, I had a buddy down in Florida. So I went down to Florida for a little while, uh, lived down there for a couple months. And uh, that really didn't work out. So moved back to Colorado, started getting back into school. And, um, 
was was in Colorado for probably about five or so years, and then I, I ended up coming back to Los Alamos for a job opportunity that that popped up out here. So um, I, I got married when I was got back out here, and uh, I have two little rugrats running around now, and yeah, it's kind of it's just kind of flowing, going with the flow with everything and just where opportunities popped up, I, I would jump on them. And that's kind of how I ended up back in Los Alamos. That's an awesome thing. Uh, especially the fact you got two little ones now, uh, how old are they? I have a three-year-old, uh, little daughter named Hannah. And then I got an eight month old, uh, boy named Lucas that is just a terror and a monster. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who he takes after. <clears throat> Yeah, he's uh, he he eats everything in sight. He doesn't like to sleep, and he's just always rolling around. And uh, I think the kid's already twenty three pounds, and he's eight months. So rat two point Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I and actually Hannah loves playing hockey. She she already has a, a stick and you know hitting the puck around, doing all that stuff. So that's great. That was my next question: was Are you going to uh, put them on skates, both of them? Definitely. Definitely. No, no doubt about it that um, I'm going to try to get them growing up playing hockey and, uh, and doing all that. I just hope that they, they enjoy it as much as I did and want to do it. Uh, my biggest fear, I think, right now is Hannah's going to be a, become a cheerleader or something. <laughs> I have no idea how to coach cheerleading or do anything with cheerleading. Or, so or, or Lucas decides big... he wants to become a figure skater. That'd be the worst. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yeah. That'd be horrible. Uh, toe pick time, not, <laughs> not, not good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> toe pick. Anyway, yeah. uh, I still love that movie, by the way. I still watch it. It's, uh, it's great. I've seen it uh, a couple times. I've seen, I've seen, I honestly, I've probably seen it at least 25 to 30 times. I, I, I every time I, yeah. I, I see it, it's like I stop, I have to watch and stuff. And by the way, we're talking about the, oh, we're yeah. talking about the movie, The Cutting Edge, uh, came out back in Cutting 91, Edge, yeah. came out in 1991, I think, or 92. And uh, still one of the my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Anyway, but Brett, before yeah. we wind it up here, um, you talked about the fact that you're coaching right now with the the, the younger guys. Uh, do you ever see yourself wanting to maybe coach uh, older older kids, or maybe go into like a junior program or a college program? Um, I could I could definitely see it. Um, I, I've coached the the junior program and. You know, the the level of it is, is a lot different than what I'm coaching now. I'm coaching high school and, you know, even dealing with, you know, freshmen to seniors and then the difference of, uh, of maturity, I guess, from uh, high school to even in the junior program um, is totally different. You know, and even though that they're real similar in age and they're right there, um, the, the difference in it is pretty crazy. But I could I could I don't think I could see myself coaching at a college level anymore or junior or doing anything like that. Just kind of uh, where my, my career is kind of taking me and where I'm at with that. Um, I, I definitely back in the day, I would have loved doing that. And, you know, I, I, I do regret sometimes not staying with Topeka when they went to Topeka, the Roadrunners, um, and, and working with them for a little bit longer. But um, I enjoyed every opportunity they gave me and every, every, everything that I did with them. And, and it actually helped me. And, and I learned a lot from it. Okay. But the, Hey, never say never. That's the only thing I can tell you is just never yeah. say never. Yeah. So, you know, um, you never know what, what, what will pop up. 
Uh, I had a guy who I did a podcast with here not too long ago who is coaching kids. All right. He, he wanted to just kind of be around the game still. And so he's working and he got a job. Him and his girlfriend moved out to Arkansas. And I don't, I don't, I don't even mean Little Rock. I mean, we're talking yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And they found a sheet of ice yeah. and he's got kids coming out to skate. And he's got kids now that are taking up the game. Uh, and I'm trying to figure, you know, of course, me, Mr. I, no, Mick, don't be judgmental. Don't be judgmental. And the first thing that pops in my head, gee, uh, do they put on their uh, equipment, their pads and everything under their bib overalls? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the first thing that popped in my head. And I'm just like going, okay, man, stop it. But, uh, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, it, but the thing is, my point is never say never because you don't know where you'll, what will happen. So don't, you know, don't, you know, it, it could, it could lead to something. It could lead to just having fun somewhere. You don't know. So exactly. just take it as it exactly. comes, you know, and, and besides that, you weren't, think of it this way. You weren't meant to go to Topeka because you were too busy getting ready to fall in love, get married, and have a family. Yeah, exactly, and that would have changed everything. Uh, I, I don't think I would have met uh, met my wife in college where we met at, and you know that would it would have changed everything if I would have went to Topeka. So uh, I think everything worked out, and it had it's had its own little plan for me. So it worked out good. Yep. Uh, I have to say, so I think you've done uh, it. It looks good on you, man. The family thing the working and being responsible or at least trying to be <laughs> um and trying yeah to be, there yeah, you go exactly. <laughs> yeah I, I, I won't ask your wife because she probably has a different take on it but uh that's okay <laughs> I, i'm not saying that it's that way with all guys that i've interviewed so far um just maybe 99 percent of them <laughs> you know but uh host included uh so anyway but uh, yeah. you know it's it, it it looks good on you man it's i'm really glad that you're you're Thank happy you. doing all that stuff because i think that's where you were meant meant to be and you're and you've embraced it and run with it and that's what counts is that you're happy so uh, that's the most important thing. Yeah. yep so anyway before we wind her up here just uh uh two questions or one question and one uh last statement thing and the question is where what would the brett lincoln of today what advice would you give to that kid that came from Denver and, uh, and essentially uh, the New Mexico kid uh, that came over here out east to the big city? Uh, what advice would you give to that kid? Um, never give up. Never, uh, never stop pushing yourself. Um, if you want to get someplace and you want to do something, you're going to have to do it yourself. Uh, you're going to have to push yourself and uh, to get there. Uh, it's you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of trials uh, along the way, but if you keep at it and keep pushing and and uh, make yourself better and do what you want to do, you're going to succeed on it. Very good. Okay. Now the last thing, um, I, I always do this with every podcast, and that is, I give you the platform, the forum to say something to Cherokee Nation because there's a lot of folks, alumni, coaches, etc., fans, kids, current players, whatever that like to listen to this for whatever reason. I don't think it's me. Um, so if there's anything you'd like to say to them, what would it be? Uh, thank you. Uh, that that was a, a great opportunity for me. It, it really uh, 
it really helped me out and expanded my my um, hockey world. I guess is is where it was. It gave me great opportunity, and I think everything uh, that happened with me started with them. Uh, that was it was awesome. It was a great experience. Uh, I was very thankful for the program. Very very good. Wow, man. I honestly I was expecting maybe forty five minutes, an hour tops. We blew by that a while ago. <laughs> And it didn't even yeah, feel yeah. like it. It just, it felt like just a few it minutes. It. It it's, and I do this with, yeah, I do this with everybody. I'm not kidding. Everyone yeah. I have been with or have talked to on this. I, it's like, it only seems like 10 minutes. It just, it's because yeah. the memories that it, 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 it evokes out of you. I mean, you, we started talking and I, I was like, okay, I hope I remember some of these guys. I can't even remember the year he played. And then you bring stuff up and it's like, oh wait, yeah, it wasn't, you know, and it's like, and then oh, it snowballs. Yeah, exactly. It's it just yeah, exactly. It was great. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm still just, everything's just coming back to me and just little parts that I, I thought I forgot we are, popping back up right now it's it's crazy it was a great conversation i appreciate it oh man yeah the thanks are all with me man thank you because that it really it really was so much fun talking to you and stuff and uh yeah. you know i i hope we can stay in touch and the other thing too is someday here down the road in the not too distant future uh you're gonna need to take a a road trip and come back to toledo and and the reason i say that yeah. is because we're gonna ha put together a reunion you know, it's not going to be just of one year versus this year or whatever. No, um, I've, yeah. I, I put in 20 years in that place, you know, with that team. And yeah. I want to get as many guys as possible to just come hang out, bring the wives, bring the family. Uh, and we'll just all get together, like uh, for, to go watch a Cherokee game, what, like early in the season when yeah. most of the guys haven't started coaching yet and uh, watch a game and sit in the stands, drink a couple diet Pepsis and whatever and just laugh ourselves telling stories i i would love to do that uh, definitely put me in for that i've been wanting to get back there and um just talking about it with my wife i just love to show her everything that you know i've talked about with her so she knows what i was talking about it, it'd be awesome so definitely count me in for that uh, let me know when and where and i'll make it oh that's what i love about you brett you've always been a man of your word and you're a good dude on top of it so i appreciate it and uh Hey, I know we will talk soon, my friend. Thanks for this. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, that's Brett Lincoln, number 16 in the program, number one in your hearts. And I tell you, it's been a lot of fun catching up with him here on episode 80 of the Cherokee Rewind. Don't forget, subscribe. And every time a new episode drops, it will let you know. It'll notify you. Just go ahead and subscribe at whatever platform you use to download your MP3s and uh, podcasts to listen to every episode of Cherokee Rewind because as much fun as it is for you guys, it is a million times more fun for me because I get to act like a 12-year-old kid again. So anyway, for Brett Lincoln, man, I'm Mick. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll catch you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.